I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. Now, I know y'all don't want to admit it, but you see a whole lot of people in, in your lifetime, even if you're faithful to your husband or your wife, that if you wanted to just go on that level and allow your mind to just ramble in, in terms of flesh, you could, you could be physically attracted to to have sex with. You can't build no relationship on that. You can't determine if a person is equally yoked with you or not, or if you're equally yoked with them based on some sexual attraction. When you think about the first husband and wife, Adam and Eve, watch this, watch this. Adam discerned Eve before he desired her. When God creates Eve and he brings her to Adam, she's buck naked. And the first thing Adam does is he, he makes love to her mind. He says to her. You're a woman because you were taken out of me. And when he makes that statement, he's saying, you're my equivalent. Come on now. He recognized her and he saw her. It's not until later that the Bible says he knew her. Adam knew Eve and they begat this child and they begat that child. But Adam discerned her, who she was and her depth before he desired her. Now, that's if you think about that now, if that's if we're going to use that as a model, it means that we should start with the cerebral and then work our way back to the physical. Too many of y'all worrying about am I going to be pleased with this person sexually before you discern if this person fits my future? If this person can I grow with this person? Is this person going to be spiritually connected with me? All that sexual stuff. You be honest with you. That's for a season. The older you get, the less that's going to matter. And the stuff that's so important to you now, when you get into certain seasons of your life, you're going to realize, man, I forfeited value for profile. I know you don't agree with me. I know you don't. I know you don't. Just love me. Just just love me. Don't don't do no cussing. Just love me. Listen to what the Bible says in Genesis 2, 22 and 23 it says in the real which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So he discerned her before he desired her. He wasn't like, oh, my goodness, girl, look at you. You got some hips on you. Baby got back, baby thick, wasn't all that. No, no. He said, Ooh, wow, girl, you deep. You are the female equivalent, equivalent of me. I honor you and I respect you. We have a basis to build on now. And then when I'm certain when Adam honored her and recognized her and discerned her, I'm certain that something moved in Eve that she got turned on to Adam. And it wasn't hard for Adam to get turned on to Eve, but it was in what? It was in order. So there's more. So now the first question is, what are you attracted to? 
That's for you to answer. That's for you to answer. The first question on the table is, what are you attracted to? I want you to ponder that. The second question is, the stuff you're attracted to, are you, are you attracted to thighs and eyes, hips, tips and lips, muscles and head and cologne, uh, dress code? Are you attracted to those things? Nothing wrong with that. But here's the second question. Is it a sustainable attraction? Are hips, lips, and tips, eyes and thighs, muscles, cologne, haircuts, and clothes, is that enough to sustain a relationship? So what, 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 are, what are you attracted to? Is it a sustainable attraction? Because there's a distinct difference in a woman's attractions, watch this, at different stages in her life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there, there is a distinct difference in a woman's attractions at different stages in her life. There will be needs in your life as a woman later that you don't recognize now and what's attractive to you now is not going to be attractive to you later. See, while you're attracted to the haircut, you're attracted to the athletic build, you're attracted to the muscles in the six pack. When you have children and you have a house note, you got car notes, you're going to need a man that works. And those muscles ain't going to pay no bills. But see, you ran on that. You tried to make a whole relationship out of muscles. You tried to make a whole relationship out of haircuts and clothes. But now you got bills and children and homie don't want work. He, ain't, he don't have the, he doesn't have a mind to work. See, after you after you have your kids and you have babies and you're trying to pull your body back together and all this kind of thing, you're going to need more than just a brother with swag. You're going to need a brother that's you're going to need a gentleman that knows how to minister to you and love you and serve you. And build your self-esteem. You will then look at certain levels in your life, at the next levels in your life. You will look for the leader. And you will look for the protector over the Rico Suave. See, right now, that's attractive to you. You want, you want Rico. But, babe, when you got three babies, house notes, your emotions all out of your hormones all out of whack. You're going to need a leader. You're going to need a man. You're going to need a protector. It ain't, it ain't going to be about all that other stuff. It's going to be not about his externals. It's going to be about his internals. And I'm teaching this because while many of you say, ain't no good men out here, you're walking over great men every day. You're walking over great men every day. They, they just not as smooth. Maybe they don't. You know, maybe they don't have uh, the, the, the swag you're looking for. Maybe they're not. Maybe they don't have the rapping, but they got the content. And listen to this here um, in First Corinthians 13 and 11 it says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man or mature, I put away childish things. Now, what's sad is. If you are a 40 year old woman still wrestling with the attractions of, of year 25, you have not put away childish things yet. 
If you, if, if you 45 and your 20 year old niece, y'all got the same attract, you got, y'all looking for the same stuff, something wrong. Because when you, when he, you look at 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, where he says, I put away childish things, this means that you will have to intentionally, watch this, look beyond attraction into substance. Children look at the surface. Mature adults look beneath the surface. If you look in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, descended and the floods came and the winds blew, beat upon that house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heard these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. One built on a rock, one built on sand, one built on the surface, one went deeper. And because he went deeper, his house was able to stand when the winds blew. See, life is going to blow some winds. And if your relationship is on sand, just on surface level stuff, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. Lisa and I have been through hell and high water, promise you. And we, we have not made a successful marriage and relationship because we were cute or because of sexual attraction. We've gone through some seasons, man, where well, nobody think about no sex. We, we, just, we had so much going on and it had, it had to be our internals. It was the character in that woman. It was the character in me. That kept us together like glue. This is why our relationships fail. We don't build them on the rock. We build them on sand. We build them on these surface level attractions. Which are really nothing but entanglements disguised. Now let me give you this. There has to be more. Consider these four things I want to share with you. When you get through it, oh, oh, I want to have sex right now. Oh, you get through it, all of that. I want you to pause and I want you to go deeper. And I want you to ask yourself, number one, does this man have covenant character? If it's a marriage that you're looking for, if it's a husband you're looking for, you have to have a man that has covenant character. Now, does the man have the character, in other words, that leads to him being a covenant maker and a covenant keeper? Is he the marrying kind? And if he gets married, is he the kind of man that would be, that would be faithful? If you stop and if you hold yourself up and if you don't jump in the bed and get your little mind blown again, you pause and you ask the Holy Spirit to, to reveal certain things to you and you use your intelligence to begin to observe this man. Is this man, does this man have covenant character? So you want to ask that question, but then you have to answer this question. 
Is that kind of man attractive to you? Is a covenant, is a, is a covenant keeping man attractive to you? Or is that a turn off because he's not challenging enough? Because he's not difficult enough? Because he's emotionally available? The Bible says in Proverbs 20 and 6, Many a man proclaims his own lot and goodness, but who can find a faithful and trustworthy man? You learn this through conversation and observation. Number two, do we have shared values? In other words, does this man view the same things important or do we see the same things as being important? You know, I, I view saving money as important. Does, does he view that as, I view God as important. I want a relationship with God. Is that important to him? I view uh, being faithful important. Does he view, do we have the same, do we value the same things? And then you have to ask yourself, is that attractive to you to have a man who shares your values? We're getting beyond now. He, he handsome, he smell good. I want to have sex with him. No, no, no. Is he a covenant kind of guy? Does he, does he have shared values? Amos 3 and 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Now you learn this through analyzing a man's fruit. You, you, don't, you don't just listen to what he says. You watch what he does. Number three. Is this relationship a good business decision. See, my, my, my relationship with my wife was a good business decision, and that wasn't by mistake. I made a business decision, a business move when I married Lisa Blakes because I knew what I possessed, I knew what I didn't, and I knew what her gifts were. And I knew if we came together on a real foundation of love that there was nothing impossible for us to accomplish together. So I didn't just get married because I... Butterflies and I, oh, I love you. I love you. I want to sleep with you every night. That gets old. I made a business move. A relationship is for more than making love, it should make progress. Can you make progress with this guy? Or are you going to be stuck with just looks and sex? In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. When you bring two people together, they should increase one another. It should be a great business move. You learn this through deep visionary conversations with the person and observations of the person's work ethic. If a person does not want to put in work, if you can't make progress, What's the point? A relationship is designed to be a good business move. I don't agree with that. Well, you ain't got to agree with it. But when, when you have bills that come due, you're going to agree with it. When you start having children, you see, you need to make a relational decision that's going to be profitable for your seed. The Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, meaning what y'all coming together should have some kind of tangible impact 
on your children's children, hopefully. That means you, you have to make, y'all need to make for good business. You just talking about I'm attracted, you have this sexual attraction to somebody, and they can't add anything to you. They don't even want to go, they don't even want a job. They don't have to be rich. Doesn't have to be a rich guy. Doesn't have to be a six-figure man. He just needs to have a work ethic. He needs to have a mind to support you and let you grow. He needs to have a mind to build. Is it a is it a good business decision? And then number four, and finally, can this guy emotionally support me? You get through with all of this. I'm attracted stuff. Can this guy emotionally support me? Can this man accommodate me emotionally? Why? Because you're a woman. You're going to need emotional undergirding. You may not you may not believe that right now, but there's coming a point in your life that you're going to need a man that loves you enough to undergird you. When you go through the seasons in life as a woman, childbearing, uh, you know, you start getting to midlife. You th- you think men have midlife crisis. A woman has to have a man that knows how. I wish I had that thing that knows how to pour into her. She has to have that kind of man at a certain point in her life. There is a I did a funeral the other day. You know, I'm a pastor. Couple I married uh, 18 months ago, actually. But the man recently died. And um, the wife, uh, she's in her 50s and he's in his he was in his late 50s. So they, I married them and this man loved this woman. And she put in the program at the funeral. She put in a picture of a text that he sent her the other day shortly before he died. And he was talking. He was telling her in the text how much he loves her, how much he Uh, He can't wait to get home to her, how he loves her body. This is a 58-year-old man talking to a woman of equal age and supporting and pouring into her self-esteem. Do you need that? Do you think you will ever need that? Are you attracted to a man that would support you emotionally? Are you attracted to a man that is gentle enough, watch this, to relax you? Or do you need a rough neck? What do you need? Because you keep saying, I'm not attracted. My question again is, what are you attracted to? And is that attraction sustainable? The Bible says in Colossians 3.19, husbands love your wives and be not bitter against them. Have you noticed the men you're attracted to are always short with you, always aggressive with you? What are you attracted to? Is it sustainable? Is it deep enough? There's more to it than just attraction. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak into the lives of so many people. And now, God, I know that many are pondering And I thank you now, God, for the healing balm of the Holy Spirit moving into the room, moving into the room, wherever they are, and bringing a calm to their spirit. Help them, dear God, to forgive themselves for for mistakes made and help them to look forward and to move forward 
But God, let them think about the things we've discussed today that they might apply to their lives in Jesus' name. I've enjoyed this time with you. I hope you got something out of this. I hope I didn't make you too angry. You know, every now and then I gotta come with one of those father-daughter talk things where we really get down to the real nitty-gritty and send you away thinking. Now listen, if you need counseling, there's a link in the description for better help. Counseling agency that um, we are partnered with and you can do it online, you can do it over the phone. I want you to hit that link. It will afford you 10%, I think, off of whatever the cost is. But if you need any kind of counseling today, licensed professional counselors. Also, again, don't forget to go to my website, rcblakes.com, and sign up for my mailing list. You also want to remember that Queenology is coming up very, very soon. Uh, December, I think the first week in December, we're doing Queenology 2.0, the second half. And when I'm done with the second half in December, the third book, first was the father-daughter talk, then there was Queenology, and now there's Queenology 2.0, which is uh, titled The Training for Reigning. That's the third book. It's going to be the trilogy. We go from the father-daughter talk to Queenology, which deals with consciousness, And then we go to the training for reigning, which deals with what a woman has to do when she wakes up and she becomes conscious. So I want you to go and register for Queenology 2.0, the second part. Go, In fact, there should be a link in the description for you to do that. You can go directly. Don't forget to stop by Amazon, pick up all of my books. You know, hey, when you when you all support my books, you support my ministry. I thank all of you uh, that give and support you know, by way of all all of the means of giving, Lisa and I are so, so, so grateful. We appreciate you from the bottoms of our hearts. We really, really, really do appreciate you. You can reach out to us at PastorRCBlakes at gmail.com. Now, I get a lot of email, so if, if I don't answer you, you may have to send it again. I get a lot of email, and sometimes it's really almost impossible, and I've just kind of been a stickler for wanting to read my own, but it's just, it's, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. So please don't get offended and feel like you don't matter, because you do. Sometimes I go to bed at night with the computer on, trying to answer email. That's how, that's how much I get. But I love you with all of my heart, and I thank God for you. And I know I'm forgetting something, but until next time, I'm R.S.C. Blakes. Know this, you are loved. You appreciate it. You're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. God bless you until next time. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com. 